This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We started the last episode with a new era and a fresh start. However, this time we start with the end of an era and a changing of the guard. After two spells spanning across a huge 16 years, Pools have confirmed that Gary Liddell, also known as the Rolls-Royce of HUFC, has left the club. Now, before you start wondering where's Davo, where's his partner in crime and why is Jack speaking all the time, unfortunately, due to personal circumstances, um, Davo won't be able to join us in this special episode. But we've got Nick Laughlin joining us for the first time later on. He's going to talk about um, his memories of Lids in a blue and white shirt and the good times that he's had at the club. And, and we've also got um, podcast friend of the podcast and and a favourite to many, Mark Carroll. Um, He's going to give us his thoughts. We'll talk about some of the key um, moments that Lids has had at the club across the the two stages that he's been here. Um, I'm going to talk about some of my personal memories and we're also going to get um, your view as supporters. So hopefully this will do Lids justice. Obviously a fantastic servant for the club and We'll get right back into it, um, going right back to the start um, when Gary Little first joined the club in August 2006. As mentioned there, Lids first joined the club back in August 2006, going on to make over a whopping 350 appearances for Fairs Blue and White. And as it reads on the club website, he sits ninth in the all-time appearance list. We couldn't miss the opportunity to celebrate the success and mark the unbelievable commitment to HFC over the years. We're going to take a look at what Gary has said, look back on some of his finest moments, I suppose, place on record our thanks and hear what you as supporters remember of his time at our beloved pools. So I'm just going to read first and foremost what Gary said um, upon leaving the club. This was on the official club website yesterday. Um, 
He says, I always knew I'd have to leave one day and here I am leaving for the second time. I do so with a huge sense of achievement. It's been a whirlwind two and a half years packed with highs, lows and COVID, of course, in that first season. But it's been two and a half years filled with a huge amount of success and a personal sense of accomplishment. At 33 years old, I was welcomed back to your club and it was like I'd never left. What transpired over the 18 months... Um, that came ended with the proudest day of my 15-year career in Bristol. To see the club regain not only its football league status, but also its connection with its fans again was huge. We weren't the best team in the league, far from it, but whatever is what, well, what we lacked on the pitch was soon made up with the support in the stands at the Suit Direct Stadium. After league status was comfortably secured last season, I hope the club can push on again in the coming season under the new manager, it is hard to leave, but I'm also proud to leave the club again as the Football League club it is. I should explain that I made this decision before a new manager was appointed and I'd like to wish Paul Hartley every success for the future. It's an incredibly exciting time for Pulse. Thanks again, everyone, and good luck for next season and beyond. Chairman Raj Singh, of course, had his say. Everyone at Hartlepool United would like to wish Gary all the very best for the future. We thank him sincerely for his service to the club. He has been a remarkable servant and true professional both on and off the pitch. We've discussed the club's future plans and in context we understand Gary's reasons. He has an opportunity to join a club on a long-term deal with security for himself and his family at this stage in his career. He leaves with our best wishes and he will always be welcomed at the Sioux Direct Stadium. Now of course before we carry on um, it transpired that Gary's gone on to sign for South Shields on a two-year deal. And, of course, he goes there with our best wishes. We hope that as he links up with former Pulleys, Michael Woods and actually Martin Smith, um, who was at the club last season as well, wish him all the best and hopefully he can have a successful time there and uh, who knows whether promotion can be achieved with his new club as well. Before we do go on to uh, personal memories and, and your memories of lids and what you can remember of him and um, we've collated some key stats and also some of what we think are key points in his pulse career and gary amassed 364 appearances scoring 20 goals and grabbing six assists along the way and that also came with two promotions i mean in terms of some of his key games that stand out when you look through his stats his, his debut came against burnley on Tuesday, the 22nd of August 2006, in the Carling Cup, it was a 1 0 win. His league debut came in a 3 1 loss on the following Saturday to Hereford, where Lids actually picked up his first booking. But then, on to more positive um, things, his first goal came in the League 2 fixture, in which Pulls trained 5 3 away to Peterborough on Saturday, the 23rd of September 2006, where he managed to bag himself two goals. He then went on to bag another in the 4-1 trouncing of Grimsby on the Tuesday night that followed. His debut season, um, if the stats are correct, I'd like to think they would be, ended in a 47 appearances with four goals to boot. And his second debut, so to speak, came on the 21st of September 2019 starting with a clean sheet with a 1-0 win over Dagenham and Redbridge I mean surely his biggest game since he returned has to be that playoff final triumph over 
talker United where he just won absolutely everything that day and and I mean it epitomised what he was all about he was solid um, throughout and unfortunately his post career did end in defeat um, as Pose lost out 2-0 to Colchester on the final day of this last season. However, Lids can look back with huge pride that he was able to play such a pivotal role in not only guiding the club back to the EFL, but also securing yet another season of League Two football for 2022-23. So now that we've looked back on some of what you could say are the key moments or fixtures in Gary's time at the club, we're delighted to welcome on for the first time Nick Laughlin. Nick, Gary's someone that you will have worked with on numerous occasions. I mean, first up, can you just talk to us about your memories of his first stint at the club? Yeah, no problem at all, and thanks for... uh... Thanks for asking me on to uh, pass on my words of wisdom, so to speak. Um, yeah, I think um, for me, Gary Little will go down as um, an all-time, you know, one of the all-time greats. Just look at his place in the uh, all-time appearance list: three hundred, three hundred seventy-four appearances. And you know, I go back to his very, very first outing in a blue and white shirt. Might have been, might have been away strip that night actually. Burnley away in the um, League Cup, mm. as it was. Under Danny Wilson, I think uh, Gary signed a couple of days earlier. It was a bit of a sticky start the season for Pools under Danny Wilson at the time. And he signed Willie Bolland and Gary Little within days of each other. Um, and they formed quite the partnership that season in centre mid. And you know, his debut, young lad coming in from Bora. People know and still know these days what Bora's academy, what their production line is like and what it's all about so it was nice at the time for Pools to get someone in from there who hadn't made you know I think he made was he on the bench for Borough when Steve McLaren put played pretty much a team of academy graduates that day um, last game of the season the season earlier um, he'd had a bad injury at Borough I think he missed a lot of time out with a, a back problem but he came to Pools and for, he was an absolute mainstay in that Danny Wilson team that season which bounced back got promoted at the very first attempt. I remember his debut slotted in the centre midfield because he'd been there for a long time. And that season he played centre mid, he played full back on occasion and he was very, very comfortable. And then over time you saw him play centre half as well and that's long before he came back to the club. It's just right from that first season, you know, it was a it was a good team that you know with some great pros, Mickey Barron, Richie Humphreys, Andy Munkhouse, Richie Barker came in and I think they will have helped a young pro making his way in the game mm. like Gary Little um, helped make life a hell of a lot easier for him. Yeah, I mean, before we go on to talk about his second stint at the club, obviously you'll have had numerous opportunities to interview and speak to Gary off the pitch. Is there anything that sticks in your memory from, from those times? Yeah, I mean, he was always a, always a lad who always had time for the press, always had time for myself and whoever it was over the years working for the Mail or the BBC Tees. Or, you know, he was always very... Approachable. He's one of those players who you could rely on to speak after a game. It was like a standing joke in the press pack. There were certain players who you would want to speak to after certain games. There's some players you wouldn't never want to speak to after <laughs> games, win, lose or draw. But um, Gary Little was always in the, the category of, yeah, you know, the sort of bloke you could ask good questions and get good answers from as well. Get honest questions, get, actually get honest answers from him as well because he was very uh, very straight. You know, no airs and graces about him. Just very focused and you're really a consummate professional, if you like. Mm. I mean, when Lids re-signed 
did you think that he would be as successful the second time round, or did you have some doubts that perhaps you know it'd be one of them ex players that comes back and it's not quite the fairy tale ending? <laughs> yeah, we've seen plenty of players um, go come back, and then when they come back, it doesn't quite work out. Or I think it's most certainly the opposite with Gary Little. Thankfully, um, you know, came back from Walsall where he'd been. You know, he'd been in and out the team there, wasn't really a regular, didn't really establish himself. And, you know, you do naturally, I suppose, you think, well, you know, he's he's been around a bit now, this bloke. You know, I remember him back in the day, he's come back to pools and how will it work out? But I think it's testimony to his professionalism, his character and his attitude that he was such a success. And, you know, for me, Dave Challenger signed quite a few players, you know, some hits, some misses. But I don't think he made a better signing than Gary Little. And for me, I'd go as far as to say if it wasn't for Gary Little's performances last season, certainly in the playoff semi-final at Stockport and the promotion final at Ashton Gate, if it wasn't for him and the way he slotted into a back three and the way Pools played. I mean, how many how many times last season was it the case? Sorry, season four last in the National League was it the case where it was goalkeeper to Little build from the back, pass it, get it back, create an angle, pass it, get it back, and just build him from the back. And that was a that was a way to play it under Challenger. You know, it was a massive, massive thing. And he couldn't just play football from the back, he could defend as well, which was you know, that's your your job first and foremost. But for me, yeah, like I say, he was the, the key sign and the, the absolute key to get promotion and get back into the football league. Yeah, I mean you you've talked about the playoff campaign that we had there. Are there any other favourite memories that you have of Gary in his second spell at the club. Um, just the way the way he was a leader. I think he was the you know the the leader tools needed. Um, if you look, Timmy Odesina and um, Neil Byrne last season, you know very solid, did well as a pair. But I think as a three, um, they were they were faultless. And the season before, you go mm. back to the back three at the time, you know, June promotion season. Um, he just gave that balance in the middle, that strength, that authority, that. Nouse, which you can't but you know, you know, you can't buy it, but you know, you need that sort of player in your team. And I go back to when he first came to Pools back in the day, he had the older players around him to pass on their experience and their nouse and their leadership. And I'm sure he's done that while he's been here a second time around as well. Yeah, 100%. And I know that this will probably seem like a daft question, but Finally, do you think Gary was capable of playing a role again next season or was it right for him to call time and on the back of huge success at Pulls over his time representing the club? Oh, for me, should, not could, still be in a blue and white shirt next season. Should, still should still be in a blue and white shirt next season. I think, you know, it was a, a joke. The players, it was Benjamin Button, I think the players called mm. him and, you know, the, the players respected him and... Yes, he carried a, an injury towards the end of last season, played through it at times and missed a few games. Season before as well, you know, he had a couple of injuries, but nothing, there was nothing that I saw professionally, ability, experience, leadership, whatever you want to call it, that would stop me from thinking that he should be playing next season. Um, you know, it's a shame that he's dropped down a few divisions and I'm sure he will absolutely coast. Mm. Through the through the games of South Shields, if they play three at the back, well, if they play four at the back, if they play three at the back, and he's the middleman, he'd be player of the season. Mm. I'm pretty confident of that for you know from their point of view. Well, I mean, speaking to you there, Nick, you can just see the impact that he's had on yourself, and and I think you know it's echoed around the whole fan base, and 
you know, I'm in total agreement with you that he could have played a role again next season. But as it will be mentioned in the further parts of this podcast and has been before, we do wish him all the best as he moves on to South Shields. And fingers crossed he can go on to more success there and we'll be able to welcome him back to the club in the future to say thanks for, you know, everything that he did for his time at the club. Yeah, absolutely. We just hope that, you know, next season it's not a case of, oh, wish Gary Little was still here. You know, it'd be great if we don't, if Pills don't miss Gary Little. That's the key. Mm. You know, we don't want it to become October time, oh, I wish Little was played, miss Little's composure at the back, miss Little building attacks from the back. That's the worst case scenario that, you know, he's, he's referred to like someone who's lost mm. rather than who's moved on to, to pastures new. And, you know, he's had a one impact over, over the years. And one thing which I would like to add, I think he's, um, a lot of people remember the uh, Little Gate, as it was known, when he played inadvertently on Easter Monday to the Brighton after he'd been booked for the tenth time this season at Orient on the Saturday, and it sort of evaded everyone. All of us in the press box too that he'd actually been booked at Orient. Um, it was a bit of an innocuous yellow card shown by the referee, passed everyone by, including everyone at the club. Turned out against Brighton, club realised. He shouldn't have played because he'd reached the, the booking threshold. Of course, then there was the FA inquiry, pulled deducted points, and it led to him mean, he played the last game of the season down at Brentford. Well, I think everyone was dressed as well as Wally that day for the last game, and Pulls needed a point to stay up. They did it, they got it, and then afterwards it was one of the best um, post-match interviews I've come across during my time covering Pulls over the years where Chris Turner... Um, interviewed by the great Ivan Ash on BBC Tees, actually broke down in tears, such was the emotion, the pressure of the whole situation and testimony to Chris Turner that he got pulled over the line during very, very difficult mm. circumstances. Mm. I know I remember Gary and uh, Sam Collins playing centre half that day, lockout, kept it nil-nil, kept it tied and pulled stayed up, which was a, a big thing to be uh, still in League One at the time again. No, exactly. I think that's a perfect way to end this little segment that we've done there. And, and thanks very much, Nick, for coming on and, and taking your time to tell us some of your favourite memories about um, the stalwart that's Gary Little. Absolute pleasure. Anytime. It was brilliant there to hear the thoughts of Nick and get an insight into how it's been for him as a journalist covering Lid's spell at the club. Let's go on to favourite moments now. I'll start with mine and then I've got a couple of things that players have sent in. Um, we've got Alex Chandy who obviously does the media. Um, he's contributed a few things. And of course you, the listeners and, and supporters, have, have had your say. When it comes to my favourite moments, it all goes back to the very start when I started watching Pulls um, in 2008. Lids was one of the people that I looked up to, as I put in a tweet right from the very off, a, a player that I admired. Um, I guess a player that well, he was in midfield at the time. He's obviously gone to being a defender uh, of more recent times. I always used to admire his, his hair, and I know that'll get a few laughs, and I, I know that um, various people will probably say the same, but how he keeps it so immaculate after all those challenges that he makes, all those headers he wins. Um, I've seen some comment about him being sponsored by Brill Cream. I mean, that that's just one thing, perhaps a little daft thing, but one, you know, thing that sticks in my head about Gary Liddell. I mean, in terms of the serious stuff and on the pitch, I just think from the very first time I watched him, 
the way he represented the club, how calm, composed he was at the back. He, he was a natural leader and you could see that both on and off the pitch. And one thing for me that really stands out is just how he bled blue and white. He was a pulley through and through and to have someone who cares so much about your club represent you um, and represent the fans, I think it just helps to build that extra connection and that's one thing that made me look up to him so much you know as a supporter you want the players who really care and really want to be there and uh, represent your team that you're so proud to support and spend money on following um so i think that's the biggest thing about him i know it's not specifically a moment but i think you know throughout the time at his club i was over the moon when he signed back on loan initially and then turned it into a permanent and to be able to see that moment that he had at bristol um as you know him lifting that trophy that was for him um and i'm i'm sure a lot of people will echo that sentiment i guess you could say that was probably my favorite moment of lids being able to see him lift the trophy and how he just commanded that box and and the way he played that day was was just absolutely brilliant and then another memory that sticks in my mind is that goal line clearance in the playoff eliminator against bromley when he flung himself across the line to head it out it's just moments like that that stick in your mind and I think he was just an exceptional player that continued to grow as time went on he as we liken him to he's like a Rolls Royce he's just honestly a fantastic player a fantastic person I've met him on a, as a mascot when I was younger I've met him more recently at the end of last season and he just has so much time for people as well and and these type of people and these type of professionals don't come around very often, but that's one thing that I will never, ever forget about Gary Liddell, just the way he conducted himself, spoke volumes about him as a person, really. Um, so that's my favourite moment. I'm now going to take a look at you as supporters, what you've contributed, and then go on to a few other things um, before we speak to Mark Carroll and get his thoughts on the news that was released yesterday. I've had my say on favourite moments or things that stick in the mind about Gary Liddell. I'm just going to read some of the numerous contributions that we've had from uh, supporters, from pundits, from everyone wanting to, you know, just leave their thoughts um, about his time at the club. We'll start with um, Rob Law here, his promotion final versus Torquay where he just headed anything and everything, doing what he'd done all season, leading by example, interviewing him afterwards on the pitch and you could just see what it meant to him and how proud he was, a great servant for the club. Robbie Stelling, more than anything, how much of a consummate professional he always was a real highlight for me was his performance in the playoff semi-final against Stockport made an incredible number of passes collecting the ball from deep off Brad James a really good football brain I know that Nick Laughlin touched on that earlier on in this episode Graeme Stonehouse saw him play his first game versus Burnley in the League Cup easy to say now but even then he had the maturity beyond his years and has always been able to read the game so well Ronnie C 
his finest game, arguably Brighton at home, November 2010. Brighton top of the table, a very good side that will go up as champions at the end of the season. Lidge was outstanding that day, scoring a fine 3-1 win. Had Brighton midfield hardman Liam Bridcut in his back pocket. Paul there has mentioned about Littlegate, which Nick obviously told us a story earlier on. Fantastic story. Um, obviously, could have been really bad in terms of us ending up in relegation, but thankfully we got the job done. Um, Yakas said the playoff final last year was absolutely immense. Also against Wickham, taking on Akin Fenwar and looking very relieved when he was taken off. And then Daniel Hustler, his face mask from a broken cheekbone around 2011 stands out for me. He's a tough man and seriously always gave 100%. What a lad. And he's sponsored by Brill Cream. Obviously, that was something that I mentioned um, in my moments and memories of Lids, how he always seemed to have that immaculate haircut. Um, we've also got contributions here from a couple of players, Neil Byrne, Benjamin Button, the coolest man, never phased by anything and just made it look easy at times. I'll miss his chuckle around the place. We've also got Tom Crawford. Crofts has said there aren't many like lids in football anymore. The word legend gets thrown about too much these days, but he fits into that bracket comfortably. A great player, a fantastic career and most importantly, a top bloke and then Alex Chandy obviously the medium man at pools he's given us various examples of lids here and um, the playoffs last season um, where he won every single header Wrexham away when he was off the field for about 10 minutes after a knock that caused bleeding he carried on and played the whole game obviously being captain in the non-league um, season for the first time being named Mr Vane in every teammate's video for how perfect his hair always is that seems to be getting plenty of mentions and honestly if I have um, his head of hair at my age I will not be complaining at all the Pools Christmas do only person to show up in a Christmas jumper because he never took himself seriously and then I just want to finish on this one and I think it just really echoes everything that people have said and I think the thoughts of many um it's it's a brilliant example and uh, a perfect way to end the section on our favorite moments and memories of lids it says on a match day gary came into the office every time to say hello to everyone there before heading to the dressing room i think that speaks volumes about gary both as a professional but as a person someone who was a real club man um when he was representing poles and i'm sure he carried himself like that in um you know the the various clubs that he he played at but that man bled blue and white and um you know he's always welcome back at the vic as um plenty of people have said and i think gary liddle is a blue he hates darlow is one of the most appropriate chants out there um, and it's been great to see everybody who's got involved. Thank you to everyone who's got involved and got in touch to whether that be a player, whether that be someone involved in the staff. You as supporters, obviously, I've had Mary say as well. Um, I think it leads us perfectly into um, our chat with Mark Carroll that's coming up. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably been one of the most favourite um, things that I've had to do um, whilst 
creating this podcast. Um, you know, nobody wanted him to leave. Really, he's a he's a club legend, and everybody thinks so highly of him. And as people have said, he could easily have carried on, um, into next season, at the very least. But, um, it's been fantastic to see everyone's different memories from his first spell, from his second spell, and it's not like oh, you know, he's passed it. We're gonna get rid of him now. It's Gary's gone on, um, secured himself a contract with South Shields, and hopefully, as I've said, um, he'll be able to go on to success there and, and finish his playing career potentially there, I don't know, and then transfer into coaching. But, uh, yeah, once again, thanks to everyone who's contributed any of their moments um, of uh, Gary Little playing in the famous Blue and White. Mark, your first appearance of the season in what is a special episode. How did you feel when the news was announced yesterday that Gary Little had left the club? Yeah, well, it was disappointing. Disappointing because he's a player I've got a lot of respect for. I was lucky enough to watch him in his first spell when he came in 2006 and saw his debut. And uh, he's been a, a quality player and a player that has, has has promotions, not just here, but elsewhere under his belt. So disappointed that he's that he's chosen to go. But I think I can, you know, for his own personal reasons, I think I can see that, you know, he's probably got a longer contract and dropped a few levels and uh, will be a first-team regular at South Shields where maybe he's here. Maybe maybe he wouldn't have been next season, but um, a fantastic professional, a fantastic player. Um, and somebody, as I say, I've seen play midfield, play certain defence, um, and really, like we said, like last last couple of seasons, a Rolls Royce really of a player. Um, I just hope we see him maybe he's back this coming season. The Vickers, I guess, maybe so he can have a proper proper send off, proper recognition. Yeah, I mean, when Gary first re-signed on loan, did you have doubts with it being an ex-player? I mean, obviously he did a new deal, which he signed, and he's gone on to success. Yeah. He's got his back promoted, but were there any doubts lingering? Um, the, the, only, the only slight doubt was was because obviously Walsall it didn't really work out from dirt and he the, didn't really have a have a really good spell there. Um, but I thought dropping into the National League, he would be a, a really important cog for us. Experience he's got, being there, done it, won promotions here and other places. Um, and I just thought you know he he has that quality as a midfield player. He's got the ability on the ball and just dropping back into defence, just reading the game. So, I think when he came on loan, you thought, let's just see you know, what he can do. But I think he soon dispelled any sort of fears um, that, he, that he couldn't perform. And he was a, a massive part of that promotion of the National League. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned already Rolls-Royce. I've mentioned it earlier in this episode. He just seemed to be keeping better, getting better and better as time went on. And one thing that I kind of sticks in my mind is what a leader he is, both on and off the pitch. And how much of an impact do you think he had on the younger players at the club like Timmy? And, and how do you think we would have finished last season if he hadn't have been a part of that squad and got on the pitch either? Yeah, well, it's definitely because you see, you look at the when he came in and players like Lewis Cass around him, players like Ryan Johnson, who sort of came in, you know, far little when he got injured in the National League season, early doors. But that experience on the pitch, he's not a, he's not one of those players that shouts and balls people, mm. but he doesn't need to be because I think they have the respect him on and off the pitch. And he's, you can see talking players through the game all the way. Uh, that sort of experience that he's got 
especially when you, you come under pressure, was uh, was just something you can't really buy. He, he's, he's been there and done it. So in a massive part, and massive part of our promotion, a massive part of the season just gone in, and I was making sure we were comfortable in the league because as many performances that we saw last season where he's in defence league he can pull those players together. Uh, and when you're under pressure, as I say, you know, he heads things, he does he does the good things on the ball, he can play it out, but he's also he can he can stand up to the physical side of it as well. So really, really quality player. And as I say, you know, thankfully I was able to see him his first spell and he won sort of I think he won joint player of the year award in the first or second season with Mickey Nelson, ironically, that she had the player of the year award and He's always been a quality player, and uh, there's nothing but good good memories from uh, from Gary Little. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that this is a bit irrelevant in terms of we can't do anything about it. He's left, he's gone and signed for South Shields. Mm. And I, I know you mentioned to me off air how he's perhaps left at the right time without ruining the fantastic reputation that he has and how much the fans adore him. But do you think he could have done a job for his next season? Perhaps not playing as much, but maybe a bit more of a coaching role, for example, if he had decided to stay on? I definitely think he could have done a job, definitely. I definitely think, you know, if you, if you had a player like him on the bench... You know, playing or on the bench, there's that experience in the dressing room as well, isn't there? Mm. You know, it's not just on the pitch, it's off the pitch, it's it's talking to players, it's coaching the players. But I don't think he could have a job. He might not have played as many games, but I think, put this way, I think, you know, if you, if you brought Gary Little on in a game where you're holding onto a lead or something, I think you, you look at him, you think, that's you know, that's a real top player to bring on if you're trying to, you know, see a game out. Even even if there was injuries and he came in, I don't think many people would would have any worries about him starting a game. You know, coming in, he would just be, you know, he's he's sort of a seven seven out of ten player week in week out, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's just a player you can rely on that he'll do he'll do the job for you. So I definitely think he could have he could have made an impact next season, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you can tell when you speak there, you can tell the reaction that there was on Twitter and and personally as well how highly he's thought of and and let's end this section on a positive what would you yeah. say your fave memories of lids were you may have one from the first or the second spell you may have numerous just you know let, let's end this positively on how you uh view gary little well i'll i'm gonna go for the first spell because i think every a lot of people talk about he's, he's the spell he's just had and he came he came was in 2006 um under danny wilson league two in his first season Joint player of the year, as I said, and we won promotion. Um, he was playing midfield, and for for a good four or five seasons, he was he was right up there with one of the sort of best players that um, we've had that I've seen in my time supporting Hartlepool. Mm. You know, we've uh, we've been looking, I've been looking to see some promotions, but Gary Little would always be in my you know my personal best eleven. Well, when you finish listening to this episode i think it's clear to see from how everyone has spoken whether that's been nick mark myself um people associated with the club um in terms of staff and players just what an incredible professional and person that gary little was and what a fantastic servant to hartlepool united football club we know he will be missed we hope that um it'll come back at some point whether that's next season or 
in future seasons and that we're able to thank him for absolutely everything that um, he's contributed to, to the club in his time. But that concludes this extremely special uh, episode, talking and looking back on uh, the memories that we have of Gary Little representing our beloved HFC after 364 appearances, 20 goals, 6 assists and 2 promotions. Gary Little has signed out as a Hartlepool United player for the very last time. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.